Hello and welcome to Endurance Minded. It's the podcast that aims to redefine what it means to reach our full potential by exploring how movement and mindset impacts our lives and how we can all work to show up as the best versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Taylor Thomas, founder and coach at TEC. And this episode, we're going to recap five key ideas that have gotten the most feedback or I've um, I've, I've heard the most about from previous episodes. So concepts that we've gone over, things that we've talked about, whether it's been um, with just things that I've talked about on solo episodes or things that we have talked about um, with guests that we've had uh, on the show. We're going to recap five key things that you guys, our listeners, have, um, have given us the most feedback on. So those are ahas, those are you know key takeaways, uh, those are things that have uh, seemingly been the most helpful for you or the most eye-opening or things you've been able to put into play in your own life or, um, or how you think about things or change your mindset or shift your perspective that have actually helped you um, in a meaningful way, helped you move the needle, helped you reach your goals, helped you redefine how you think about success and failure and so on. So... We're going to go back through uh, five of those key areas. One, um, if you haven't had a chance to listen to some of the episodes that we've mentioned these things, this is a chance to put them all in one place. Um, I also thought it would be helpful to see how all those all these things link together. So um, all of these concepts that we talk about on Endurance Minded build on each other. So none of them happen in a vacuum. None of them are necessarily as impactful in isolation. So we have to deploy all of these different tools and skill sets and shifts in our perspective and our mindset at any given time in conjunction with one another so that they are maximally impactful in our lives. And so we're going to take this group of things today so that you can see them in conjunction with one another and not so much that I'm going to tell you how they all link together because the truth is is that how those things fit together are different for each individual. So I'm not going to tell you do this and then do that and then put this into place in this particular way. But what I do want you to see or start to reflect on as you hear all of these um, these different uh, things that, that we're going to talk about is just how they show up or how you can put them into place in your life, um, how you might be able to shift your perspective or your mindset, maybe identify some of the ways that you have not been doing these things or have been putting these things into play in a way that maybe is not quite as impactful as you would like them to be. So I just want you to start to map that out. I want you to start to think about how all of these five components and of course, there is many more at play here, um, but these five are, again, the kind of keys that seem to have resonated the most um, with you guys, our audience. So I just want you to think about how those, um, how those have shown up in your life, identify how you can start to shift things so that um, so you can put these into play and start to see how they link together in your own life because so much of what we talk about on this show is very, very individualized. We're talking about broad concepts 
um, that actually lead to very, very specific actionable components um, and takeaways in, in the lives of individuals that are dramatically different de depending on our goals, our experiences, our desired outcome, the relationships that we have around us. The list goes on and on, right? We are all very, very individual um, people that lead very, very uh, different and dynamic lives. And so the way these things play out are gonna look and feel different for everyone. So I just wanna plant that seed, but I want you to go into this conversation armed with um, a bit of perspective on how I think it would be most productive for you to think about these, um, these five things that we, we go over. Hey, endurance-minded listeners. I wanna tell you about a really amazing opportunity and a chance to shake things up in your life. So if you're feeling stuck, if you're feeling behind, if you feel like you don't have the time, energy, and space to focus on the things you care about, if you feel like you're not clear what it is you're passionate about, or you've identified that passion, but it's unclear how that fits into your life, if you're a business owner, a leader, an entrepreneur, a driven individual who is excited and passionate to learn more about yourself and to grow and to really dive in to spending a life and building a life that excites you and motivates you and keeps you connected to yourself and the things you care most about. We have provided an amazing opportunity with a company that I co-founded called Impact Initiative to do exactly that. So we are hosting a Destination Impact Retreat. It's gonna be September 28th through October 1st. It's gonna be in the Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. We've partnered with an amazing company called Firstborn that has an all-inclusive retreat facility um, nestled in the historic mountains um, of North Carolina. And this is gonna be your opportunity to pattern interrupt. So we've combined a curriculum that includes both movement and mi mindset so that not only can you learn more about yourself and you have the opportunity to grow and expand your skills uh, both mentally and emotionally from a leadership perspective but also uh, from a body attunement perspective. So really combining two passions and two things that I care deeply about which is a true connection to yourself and the ability to do what you love in the world and focus on your passion. So I wanna offer this opportunity to our endurance-minded community. Uh, spots are limited, but I know this is something that so many of you are looking for, so many of you have been waiting on, um, and what that really is is a true opportunity to reconnect with yourself, an opportunity to set aside dedicated time and space and energy to focus on who you are, who you want to be, and how you're gonna spend more time doing those things in the world. So again, this is September 28th of this year to October 1st, that's a Thursday through Sunday, all-inclusive retreat opportunity. So all you have to do is get there. Um, we have all of our meals taken care of. Uh, they're gonna be prepared on site by a local chef. Myself and the co-founder of Impact Initiative, Christine Hernandez, are gonna be co-facilitating uh, the entire weekend, uh, along with 15 um, other participants from all over the world, from all different industries and backgrounds, all coming together to focus on what it is that they truly care about and how they can spend more time doing that. 
So this is something that I've been really excited to get off the ground. It's something that I'm deeply passionate about and I wanted to offer this as we just launched it uh, last week. I wanted to offer this up to our endurance-minded community in hopes that whoever is out there, any of you that are itching for an opportunity for growth, for improvement, for, um, for more body attunement, for an opportunity to check in with both your physical and mental self, um, this, is, this is the chance for you. Um, and I'm really excited to be able to provide this opportunity uh, to people. So again, September 28th through October 1st, it's going to be in North Carolina. You can find all the details in our show notes. Um, you can also find those details at the Impact Initiative website, which is impactinitiative.network. Um, all of the details for Destination Impact Retreats are at the top. Um, you can click through to read what that's all about. Again, that's impactinitiative.network uh, or look for the link in our show notes. I hope to see some of you there. Please let us know. You can reach out to us um, at the Impact Initiative website if you have any questions. But um, if this is the opportunity that you've been looking for, we're offering um, an introductory rate that is at a discounted rate for the next 30 days. I hope you'll take advantage of it. And I look forward to seeing some of you in the beautiful mountains of North Carolina in late September. All right. So let's, let's kick it off. And I want this to be a shorter episode, something that's consumable. You can catch when you're uh, driving to work or running errands or taking a walk or whatever that looks and feels like for you. I want this to be something that you can just start to, um, to put into play and, and think about and start to take action. So I'm going to go through these. I'm going to give a little bit of background, a little bit of context, but I want it to be something we can move through fluidly. Um, of course, if you have any questions, you can always reach out to us at enduranceminded.com. So first is the concept that good enough is good enough. Now, what I mean by that is so often the thing that keeps us from reaching our goals, or, or even if we take one step back, the thing that keeps us from taking the first step in the direction of our goals is perfectionism, right? That if we can't do it perfectly, or we imagine a scenario where it won't play out perfectly, or there is an opportunity where our desired outcome or our expectations will not be met, then we imagine that it's not worth doing at all. And I think that that is one of the biggest, most crippling um, roadblocks that keeps us from moving in the direction of things we want to do and to step into our full potential is that we let the idea of something not working out or the likelihood of it not being perfect or our inability to execute in a particular way, um, we let that stop us. What I want you to remember is that some days being good enough is good enough. And what that means is that you give yourself the opportunity to show up. What that means is that can you, you value consistency, you value process over perfection. And that it doesn't mean that we're not striving. It means that there's a recognition that perfection is false. Um, and that we all, the only thing that we can do is to, is to give ourselves the opportunity to step up to the plate and step into our full potential every single day. 
Full potential looks and feels different each day depending on the scenario. What our 100% looks like today is going to be different than what 100% looks like tomorrow or in a different season of our life or when circumstances um, and our external components uh, and pressures and responsibilities are different. So it's not realistic to imagine that every single day is exactly the same and that we can show up in exactly the same way. Those expectations and the misalignment of those expectations is what keeps so many people from starting to move forward in the first place. So good enough is good enough. And, and again, there's an acknowledgement there that what we're doing is just giving ourselves the opportunity to show up and do the best we can, given the parameters of that particular day, of the circumstances, of whatever that is. And you hear a lot of talk about this, right? It's, it's be 1% better than you were yesterday. Be better than yesterday. While I am all for striving to continually and constantly improve and, and be the best version of ourselves, I think it is a falsehood to imagine that we are 1% better every single day. No, the real fact of the matter is, is that we could be 5% shittier today than we were yesterday. That's okay, right? That's life. We can backslide some. The, the situations and what we have to deal with are fluid. And so when we put too much pressure on ourselves or we think the only path to success is that tomorrow is better than today and that there is a consistent and constant upward trajectory as we move in the direction of the things we care about, it sets us up for failure. I think in an acknowledgement that, yeah, tomorrow could be worse, right? I might not be 1% better tomorrow. I actually might be 10% worse. I'm still 90% better than not showing up at all, right? So again, there's, there's value in the consistent application of just putting ourselves in the position to excel versus not doing that at all. And so good enough is good enough is a mantra that, again, it's not there to shortchange us. It's there to give us the opportunity to step up and realize that, yeah, sometimes things happen. That's okay, right? Tomorrow could be a tough day. I could have a shit week. That's all right, right? I showed up. I gave what 100% looked like today. That's a hell of a lot better than 0%. Um, and so give yourself a chance to step up. Don't let perfectionism get in the way. Next is that when we are stressed, oftentimes that stress is coming from not making the decisions that we need, not from the decisions themselves. So let me elaborate. When we feel pressure, when we're stressed, when we're feeling frantic, when we're feeling anxious, we think about or we imagine that the stress is coming from the thing itself, right? Let's use, um, we'll use fitness as an example, right? When we feel like we're not being as consistent as we'd like, when we're stressed about missing workouts, when we're stressed about um, workouts not going as planned, Whatever that stress looks and feels like, whatever the scenario is that resonates for you as it relates to your physical health, we think that the stress is coming from from not from the actual thing, right? Missing workouts, um, not getting the recovery that we want, so we feel bad during our workouts, um, a, a seemingly inability to to remain consistent. We imagine that the stress is coming from that particular thing, from the actual 
um, action that is being taken, or in this case, an inaction. Where there's an opportunity for a reframe and where that stress is actually coming from is we're stressed over not making the decisions that we need to actually help us shift that action. So an example of that would be the decision that we actually make is we need to make is that we actually need to prioritize ourselves. We actually need to say no to something else in our lives if we truly don't have time to show up for ourselves and reach our goals and prioritize our health then what does that mean we're saying yes to that we've now said is more important than our physical health, right? Than our ability to stay healthy, right? I would argue that nothing is more important than that. And so what do we need to say no to? So what you're actually stressed about is the decision to say no to something else in your life that's creating the action that you're not happy with, right? Be the same thing in the career front right? I'm stressed about my job, right? I'm stressed about all of the work that I have to do. I'm stressed about the fact that I'm not making enough money. I'm stressed about whatever that is. No, you're stressed about having to make decisions or not having made the decisions, not having had the conversations necessary to change the action on the front end, right? If you're being overworked, then what you're stressed about is not having the conversation with your boss that you don't have the approach, you're not able to move through your life in a way that feels um, that feels balanced or feels appropriate. You don't have time for other things that you value and care about, right? That's what you're stressed about. It just is eliciting itself in the form of an overwork on the front end. And so if you're in a position where you feel stress or anxiety, um, what is the thing behind the thing, right? You're probably not stressed about, um, about the thing itself. You're stressed about not making the decision necessary to change that thing, right? Because what is usually the case is those are very hard decisions. Those are hard conversations, right? From a fitness perspective, what we have to do is have a conversation with ourselves and admit that we're actually setting ourselves up for failure. We actually do have the time. We're just not making it. We're not prioritizing it. We're saying no to things that aren't in alignment with our goals or what we've said we wanted. That's a hard thing to butt up against. We have to admit that we're actually the roadblock. We're actually the thing getting in our way. And we have to then make changes to shift that, right? So there's another decision that we're stressed about making. What that means is we have to go to bed earlier so that we can get up earlier so that we can exercise because the day gets away from us and we have other responsibilities, right? As an example, that could play out any number of ways in your life. But when we are stressed, it is coming from not making the decision versus the thing itself. So I just want you to think about what that scenario could be and where are there opportunities to make some hard decisions to alleviate that stress so that you can move past it. Third one, focus on what's in your control. So we spend a great deal of time and energy worried about things that we have no control over, right? We worry about what other people are going to think. We worry about outcomes that we don't have any control over. We worry about hypotheticals of whether or not something will or won't happen based on expectations that we fabricated in our mind about ways that we think a thing is going to play out 
right? And we go on and on and that thing builds on itself and we spend a massive amount of mental and emotional energy focusing on things that we have no control over. So what we need to do is identify what we can control and focus on that. Now, I know this is easier said than done. This is the human condition is that we like to project. We have the ability of critical thought. And so with armed with that ability, we imagine scenarios and how they play out um, because we can forecast that. You know, it's something that we can do that animals can't. And it is a blessing and a curse. Often we use it for bad more than good because what we do is we use it to build up anxiety, fear, doubt, stress, so on and so forth. So focus on what's in your control, right? Let's think about some examples of that. So from a fitness perspective, all you can control is how you show up on a daily basis, right? If we back up one step from that, you can control how you create that time. You can control your ability to remain consistent. I know it's hard. I know there's things in your way. You have control over it. That those are the facts. I'm not saying it's not challenging. I'm not saying it's gonna, not going to take some hard discussions and some hard decisions like we just talked about. But that is what's in your control, right? What we can't control is things that get thrown at us on a daily basis, right? We wake up, something happens, right? Life unfolds before our eyes as we move through the day, and we don't know what's coming the next minute, the next hour, tomorrow, the next week. We don't know. All we can control is how we show up. So how do I create that time, right? What do I do to keep that as a central benchmark in my life from a consistent movement perspective? Same thing on the career front, right? We don't know what the market's going to do. We don't know um, what our customers are going to do. We don't know what we can control is how we show up, right? We can control how we make decisions in alignment with our mission, vision, and values. We can control how we set up our schedules, how we move through our days, how we align our, um, our work with the things that we say we care most about, right? Those are the things we can control. So just try to remember that most of what we spend our time on is stuff that's out of our control, right? In terms of mental energy. And then also physical energy, because we end up chasing those things down to try to find solutions that are out of our control. So focus on what's in your control and really work to hone that in, right? If you don't have a firm grasp of the things you actually can control, you're really going to spin out when you get some information that is out of your, out of your hands, out of your control. So focus on that and try to try to try to use that as an opportunity to mitigate that anxiety right when you find yourself forecasting out imagining if but when then pull that back in right okay those things could happen but what can i control and focus on that next is movement follows action so this is kind of a nice little mantra that I like to 
just keep in mind. It's something I actually have to reflect on a fair amount because what we inevitably get suckered into thinking, it's strong language, but I've been there, so I'll use that, is that we've done all the right things, we work hard, we've taken the right steps, we've, we've, we've talked to the right people, whatever that is, where, where is success? Where's it at? Right? Why hasn't it come to me? Why haven't I been able to accomplish my goals? What's keeping me from, 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 from this thing that I've said that I wanted? I've been working hard. I've, I've done all the right things. I think I've, I've done what I was told I need to do. Where's it at? We have to take action in the direction of, of what we say we want. It's, we're not afforded it, right? It doesn't fall in our lap. And the most prime example of this as it relates to exercise is that is that we're not we don't deserve motivation right there's no reason that tomorrow when i get out of bed i should feel like exercising that's not a that's not an emotion that that i that i deserve it's not an emotion that is going to come to me very frequently right what keeps me motivated is movement Right, I have to take action in the direction of, of my goals. Right? It's not realistic to imagine that my fitness goals will just come to me and that every day I should just have the you know unlimited time and space and freedom and motivation to reach my goals. No, you have to fight like hell for it. Right? It's gonna be hard. You should expect that. Um and so we sit by, and again, I'm guilty of this. I can fall into this trap. We sit by and, and wait for all of these scenarios to line up for us, right? Well, maybe tomorrow I'll feel like it. Maybe tomorrow I'll feel more motivated. I'll feel more driven. Maybe tomorrow I'll have more time. Maybe my circumstances will change. Maybe my life will be different. Maybe I'll wait until a hypothetical scenario where this thing looks and feels different and it's the perfect time and place. I don't think that's going to happen, right? You're going to continue to wait and then the moment's going to pass. You have to take action in the direction of the things you say you want. It is, it is not a passive scenario, right? It is something that requires dedicated action in a clear direction that elicits the response that you want sitting by and waiting for something to change while we're not taking action, I think is, is, um, is a waste of time, right? I don't think it's, I don't think it's something that is going to lead to fruitful results. It's going to lead to a, you're going to continue to get the same results, right? You get motivated once you get moving, right? You don't get motivated by not moving. So again, movement, Movement, when I talk about movement, I'm talking about movement in the direction of the things that you want to see happen in your life, right? Movement of the proverbial needle. Movement follows action, right? When you take action, lo and behold, those things you've been waiting on will start to move, right? And even if you've been working hard and you've been doing all the right things, do that again tomorrow, right? Do it again tomorrow, the next day, because the sum total of the effort is what elicits that, that movement. So 
If you find yourself feeling stuck or feeling stalled out in any area of your life or frustrated by a lack of movement or frustrated that other people seem to be getting more of what they want than you are, take action, right? What can you do right now to create movement in those areas of your life? That's actually going to be what moves the needle, right? It's the only thing that, that elicits a response, right? It's just like physics, equal and opposite reaction, right? Things don't move unless they're pushed. So that's our job, right? We have to take action to push those things. There's days where that's going to feel really fluid. It's not going to feel like pushing at all. It's going to feel like it's moving on its own. Beautiful. Remember those days. There's not a lot of them, right? It won't always be that way. Because there's also other days when it feels like you're pushing it uphill. That's okay too, right? That makes the days when it feels effortless even better. So, so much of this is expectation alignment. Know that it's going to require action and be ready for that. Be clear on what that action is for you. And you can enjoy the process. You can get excited about it. As I've talked about at length on the show, my passion is helping individuals discover the tools, resources, and relationships they need to reach their full potential. It's about more than just getting fit or being in shape for one race. It's about realizing the value in the lifetime pursuit of dedicating yourself to become the best version of you that you can be. So no matter what you love, whether it's running, riding your bike, racing, or just getting out and enjoy the great outdoors, you want to do it forever. That's where Inside Tracker can help. As a lifelong athlete who's done everything under the sun, I've gotten blood work done many, many times over the years, and it's always provided critical information. Even when I was feeling great and training hard, my blood work uncovered critical deficits such as low vitamin D and elevated iron. Despite how your training is going or how you're feeling, Inside Tracker helps to uncover specific, individual, and actionable insights that allow you to not only perform better, but feel better and be healthier. Inside Tracker was founded in 2009 by leading scientists in aging, genetics, and biometrics. Using their patented algorithm, Inside Tracker analyzes your body's data to provide you with a clear picture of what's going on inside of you and to offer you science-backed recommendations for positive diet and lifestyle changes. Then, Inside Tracker tracks your progress every day, every step of the way towards reaching your performance goals and living a longer, healthier life. So, endurance-minded listeners can get 25% off the entire Inside Tracker store. Just visit info.insidetracker.com/endurance-minded to take advantage of 25% off of the entire Inside Tracker store. Being an athlete is about more than just completing the right workouts. So visit info.insidetracker.com/endurance-minded today to start taking a proactive approach to understanding what your body needs to perform better and live longer. So, last Fifth thing that we've gotten the most feedback on and has resonated with our listeners the most is not everything is a priority. So, so often we, I've talked about this a lot, 
um, or I've used this phrase a lot on our show, proactive versus reactive. Many people, most people, move through life in a reactive way, right? We're jumping from fire to fire, always behind, you know, off the back foot, behind the eight ball, trying to figure out what's going on, trying to play catch up. There's a frenetic energy to how many people move through life, right? This could be in any area. This is work. This is extra. We're always just scrambling, right? Trying to hang on, go to bed, wake up, clock starts again. You're two seconds behind. What this comes from in many scenarios is that we've tried to make too many things a priority. So the very real fact of the matter is, is that not everything is a priority. And very truthfully, most of the things you're spending your time on are not a priority. There's a difference between priorities and tasks. We got a lot of tasks, tons of stuff to do on a daily basis, weekly, right? That's the list. That's the thing that, you know, jump from this to that. I got to go run this errand. I got to go... Uh, do this for my kids. I got to do this at home. I work. I got it right. These are tasks. Priorities are your core tenets. Those are your benchmarks. Those are your cornerstones. Priority. Prioritize my health every day. Um, spend time doing very, very focused work in the direction of my vision and mission. Spend quality time with people I love, right? Whatever those are for you, those are priorities, right? And so if you find yourself, or, or as I described that scenario, if that, if that resonates with you, if you're like, man, from the moment I wake up, I feel like I'm behind. Or by the end of the week, I feel like I just can't catch up. There's never enough time. There's never... I just want you to ask yourself, are you making more tasks, priorities than need to be, right? I am not negating the fact that life is busy. I get it. I have to run a thousand miles an hour all day, every day to get done what I need to get done and to show up for the people that I'm responsible for. There's nothing wrong with being busy. I'm talking about this general feeling of being behind, running constantly from one thing to the next, feeling out of control, feeling reactive versus proactive, feeling frantic. If you're in that space, are you prioritizing things that should be tasks? You just have a few priorities, right? I would argue, or or my recommendation is you have two to three priorities per week that you want to get done. These are action items that actually are in alignment with your mission, vision, and values that are moving you in the direction of your long-term goals, right? Your one-year goal, your three, your five, your 10, your legacy that you want to create. Those are your cornerstones. Those are the things that keep you rooted. That's where you spend your energy. That's how you build your schedule. That's how you build a team. That's how you build a support network. Those are the things that keep you central and keep you 
grounded and keep you in control of, of your own orbit. Right, I've talked about, or one of the, the ways I like to describe this is we can either be the center of our orbit or we can be spinning in that orbit along with everything else. The goal is that you are the center of your orbit. You have control over it and autonomy as much as you're able to. Again, realizing that, you know, shit gets messy and days get out of control. And right, I'm, I'm not saying that we're meditating and we're all zinned out on top of a mountain and we've got it all figured out. No, I, I get that things happen. But what I'm saying is that we can move in the direction of a dramatically different approach when it comes to how we think about our role in that orbit. Are you the center where you are in control and have autonomy over how you move through that orbit? Or are you in the orbit with all the other stuff and you're just trying to hang on? Right? Imagine that, visualize that, and feel what that would feel like if it were different for you. If you're in that orbit, if you're in the mix with everything else, right? can you move back to the center and let those things orbit around you? What that allows you to do is then recognize where those things in your orbit should be priorities and what are tasks. That allows you to dole out your energy in alignment with where you want to see the needle move in your life, and then you can prioritize tasks below that, right? Not everything is at the same level. So if you find yourself, again, if any of this kind of picture that I've painted resonates with you, think about what your priorities are. Write them down again. There's a couple. And then what does that look like on a weekly basis, a monthly basis, quarterly? You can build out from there. These are very tactical skills that you can apply to your life. These are things you can write down in your planner, on your calendar, on your, this is, this gives you very, very central focused North stars that you can build your life around. So quick recap, top five, good enough is good enough. Don't let perfectionism get in the way. Take a step forward. 50% today is better than 0%, right? It's 50% better than you were going to give if you didn't show up. So often the stress that you are feeling is coming from not making the decision that changes the action that you think you're stressed about. So we're actually stressed about the decision that we're not making versus the thing that we think we're stressed about. Are there places you can make decisions um, to alleviate that stress. Third one, focus on what's in your control, right? This one is a big one, and I know it's hard because, again, we have the curse of critical thought, but you can really only control a handful of things in your life. Focus on those. Put your energy into the things that you can actually control. Let everything else go, right? That's a, that's a them thing, not a you thing. Movement follows action. If you are not seeing movement in areas of your life and you are frustrated, I want you to take action in the direction of moving those things, right? Don't wait around. Don't be frustrated. Don't wait for motivation. Don't be sour that somebody else looks like they're doing it better, having an easier time. 
take action, right? The only way the needle moves in the areas of our lives that we want is when we, when we take action to make that happen. And the fifth one, not everything is a priority. So again, are you chasing tasks or are you spending most of your time on the things you want to prioritize? If you find yourself feeling like you're always behind, are too many things in your life a priority where they need to be tasks? just want you to think about that. I'm not saying that that's where you're at. I'm not saying that you can revolutionize your schedule or tomorrow you wake up and you're less busy than you are right now, but I promise you it will change the way you move through your days when you focus on a few priorities, you become the center of your orbit and you let those tasks move around you. You let those things you've been chasing move around you and you control that orbit. You have autonomy over that. So I hope this was helpful. Again, the goal here, shorter conversation that you can uh, put into play. I want you to think about all of these five areas. How do they show up in your life, right? We all have them. I'm, this is coming from experience. I, I fall into all these things, you know, on a daily and weekly basis. So I promise you they're there. No matter how much we talk about them, we, these are all things that we have to deal with. So I want you to think about where these things are showing up in your life and what action can you take to, to make, make a shift, right? One small thing. Do something that changes it for the better. As always, let us know if we can be a resource for you. EnduranceMinded.com. We always love to hear from you guys. So scroll to the bottom, leave us a comment, let us know what's working, uh, what you're struggling with, wins, losses, successes, failures. We want to be a part of your story. We want to be a part of your journey. Um, so, so grateful for everyone in our community. I can't thank you enough. As always, rate, subscribe, and share. If you are someone who is listening to this right now and you have not done that, take two seconds, rate the podcast, subscribe so you get alerted uh, episode every other Tuesday at noon and share it with a friend, right? There is someone in your circle who you've seen struggle with one of these five things at least, right? So whoever that person is, send them this episode and we want to be a resource and we want to make sure our community grows with like-minded people so that we can all work, work to show up as the best versions of ourselves. So thanks everyone. Appreciate your support. I'll see you next time on Endurance Minded.